Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Thursday, Alyssa. Happy Thursday, Taylor. How's your, I think this is like officially two weeks of quarantine for me. Yeah, isn't it? I guess it's you, not you technically started yeah. a little before me. Yeah. And I feel like I've been in it for six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I When the NBA got canceled, I was like, all right, we're done. We're not going yeah. outside anymore. <laughs> that was pretty much our marker, too. It's like, oh, okay, then that's it, I guess. And that was two weeks ago. That was a while ago. Have you been, I know we, we're going to get into our typical reality TV dishing, but for everybody out there who's also at home, is there any other fun stuff that you are watching that you recommend to um, people? I liked uh, High Fidelity. We finished High Fidelity. Ooh, exciting. Um, that was like a very charming show. It does give me a little bit of anxiety to see everyone in New York just around each other casually <laughs> at bars and stuff. Like you start to get unreasonably mad. Yeah. Um, what else? We're rewatching 30 Rock. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm doing a, a little show. bit of uh, what's it called? Summer House. I'm starting from season one, which is enjoyable. Similar. It's kind of similar to Vanderpump. Um, what about you? Should I watch Summer House? Yeah, I think you should start it. It's a, uh, it's pretty good. A lot of people I know like it. Great, that's exciting. Um, obviously, we both are obsessed with Tiger King. <laughs> yes, uh, it, what a gift! And it's so satisfying because I feel like I, we started watching it maybe a little less than a week ago, and uh-huh. I just immediately texted my parents and like everybody, like telling them to watch it. It feels like such a gift at such a weird time yeah and we're definitely gonna do an episode with taylor cox in the future about um carol baskin yes the queen (laughs) what a cast of characters it's i've never seen a show that is unscripted where the characters are absolutely so bananas across the board and they point fingers at one another calling the other people more crazy yeah i it's like it feels (laughs) like a fucking movie it's insane um, yeah, I, I would highly recommend if you guys haven't watched that yet, like try to get through it before that ep- our episode about it comes out. Cause it, uh, there's like, it's kind of hard. Like you can't po- spoil the show because there are so many turns in it, but also I wouldn't want to deprive you guys of that in this, uh, time where yeah. like you very much need it. Trust yes, us. Just, just do it. It's what the doctor ordered. I yeah. also on that same vein of television and upcoming episodes, I crushed the circle this week. Oh, yeah. And I am three episodes into Love is Blind. Oh, there you go. Well, we have episodes coming out in the future about both of those. And exactly. And if you haven't done them, they're So delightful. it's homework. It's like an assignment. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no school. So we're now the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to say, and this is not even just a plug for your acting, but I am truly like, I'm so glad that we have Dave to look forward to every Wednesday. It gives my week so much stress. And every episode has been so enjoyable. And your boyfriend directed the episode last night and it was and, phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Wasn't it so fucking good? That's my yeah. favorite episode so far. I was like so excited for the world to see it. it was and excellent. also I, we're now getting into like I, I hadn't even seen the full episode before. I had oh. seen a rough cut like weeks ago. So it was really exciting to see it all finalized and to share it with people. And I spent a lot of time reading about it on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to see how people received it. And we FaceTimed Gata last night and he's just Aww. like on cloud nine. He's this like kind of sweetest, best, most like honest person. And it's so cool that people are giving him so much love for this. He collab. was such a good actor. I mean, like I felt so much and it's a comedy. So anytime that you can like pull off basically any other emotion, you know, mm. I'm just like so deeply impressed. I'm, I'm so impressed with everyone on the show. It's great. Yay, Dave. Okay, watch Tiger King and Dave, everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's get into this week. Okay, um, I'm learning a lot about cooking from a lot of Bravo celebrities. I <laughs> made eggs a la Francais after I watched Luann make them with her daughter at home. 
Um, they're kind of disgusting. But what I, are they like? What okay, they? so basically it's like instead of <laughs> – this is so stupid that I'm explaining this. <laughs> instead of making regular scrambled eggs, you put scrambled eggs in a pot, like a sauce pot, okay. not a regular pan. And then you put like a splash of water in them and you whip them all up to make them frothy, right? And then the entire time you stir them slowly over low heat with a wooden spoon and they're like – you know, they're more, like, consistently moist throughout, I, I would say, is the okay. finished product. Um, <laughs> she describes it, to, uh, like, sort of like a mashed potatoes consistency, which is true and also not really what I want with my scrambled eggs. No. Also, um, isn't mashed potato consistency kind of a terrible unit of measurement in that some people like them lumpy and some people like them creamy? Yes, that is very true, too. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> um, and then I also watched Kristen Doty poach an egg. Um, oh, and I have not tried to do that yet, but she, I was surprised that she could execute anything by herself. <laughs> so I, on that note, have uh, made soft boiled eggs in quarantine, as Ooh. I call them. And then I've been busy. I've been texting you about this. I've been like busying myself with recipes that are like all day dinner recipes. Uh-huh. Like I normally love cooking, but then in when life is normal and busy, five o'clock rolls around and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just hungry. Like yeah. I'm going to just go buy something. But now I wake up with very little to do and I'm like, what meat could I marinate for the entire day? Yes. And then like, like slowly broil later in this whole, I made sweet potato gnocchi and Ooh. I don't even like sweet potato. Oh, no. I just thought the <laughs> recipe looked fun and I made Tony eat so much of it. And I was, I'm just losing my mind over here, but I, I am, uh, I'm now going to turn to the Bravo liberties and use them as inspiration too. That's yeah. a very good tip. Um, we've made ribs and meatloaf and brownies and I bought a stressful amount of apples by accident on Amazon Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, how do you make a pie crust from scratch? I've so. never heard a stressful amount of apples. It's like <laughs> way more apples than two people could possibly it's eat before they go back. It's too many apples. <laughs> it's stressful. That's so funny. So if you guys have any apple pitches for me, I'll take them. <laughs> I'll find some. Oh, I'll, I'll find some. Um. Okay. What's Oh, here. I wanted you to, I mean, I think it's kind of clear like who won this debate, but I would also like for you to weigh in and make a case, <laughs> okay. um, mostly on my side. So my Mike and I, so, okay, Kim Kardashian got into, like, another scuffle with Taylor Swift, right? Oh, and yes, I, yes. I I've read all about it. Yeah. So, I, Mike was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I think there's shows premiering on Thursday and they're marketing geniuses. And um, basically, we got into a discussion about the Kardashians' power in general. And I said... That I think the Kardashians have the most powerful brand in the entire world. Like they've built the biggest brand in the entire world. Now, Mike immediately was like, that's insane. Like, what about Nike? What about McDonald's? What, you know, whatever. <laughs> All these very valid brands that most people probably know about more than the Kardashians. I went around and around with him for a while and landed on well you don't even know anything about the kardashians so your points are not valid i don't care what you say and that's how i <laughs> that's how i sort of won the argument here's what i'll say if not to interrupt there's something to be said about okay if he's going to argue that nike or mcdonald's is a bigger better brand right these are companies that were simultaneously making boatloads and boatloads of money and that's part of their exposure. I think there's mm -hmm. like a direct relationship between the money that they're making, the money that they're spending on building their brand. That's true. And the Kardashians, I think their brand and their like recognizability as a family and all of the, the things that went into keeping up with the Kardashians, I think blew up at a higher rate yeah. than they made money. And then they got smart about it and kind of caught up. But there is something to be said about that difference because you're still right, I think. <laughs> I think that the Kardashians are the biggest and most powerful brand when you think of how they made it from scratch in a kind of atypical way. Yes. And right? I, yeah, I agree with you. And I, that's a much better articulation than what I said, which was they made contouring world famous. <laughs> He was they like, did. people, not everyone knows what contouring is, but, you know, anyway. And you're like, yes, Mike, you actually do. You just don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And also I brought up that Kylie is like the youngest billionaire. Oh, that's funny you mentioned that because that's the last fight that Tony and I got into about the Kardashians was uh, about Kylie's actual net worth because I said something to the effect of like her being the youngest billionaire. Right. And he was like, she's not actually a billionaire. And then we got into like an argument about it. She is. <laughs> she <laughs> has lip kits that break the internet. Like she is definitely a billionaire. Dude, I mean, I think you can argue of... that she's not self-made because like yes. her family came, you know, she started with a lot of wealth, but she definitely is a billionaire. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. The, the one quick side note, and this relates back to what people should be watching. Um, there is a short docu-series on Netflix called Broken. And it's four or five, like, 40-minute documentaries uh, about just, like, corrupt things. (laughs) But there's one about the black market makeup industry. So on Netflix, Broken, the makeup episode is very good. It's about people, like, buying knockoff Kylie lip kits on Amazon, mind you. Amazon. That they ship to their house, and then they'll glue people's lips together. What? Yeah, they're like so shitty. The packaging oh, looks exactly I like see. Kylie, and then they put on the the. Sorry, I'm not explaining this well. No, they no, put no. On I get the it. The, the ingredients it, are bad. Yeah, because so they're it's, fake. Yes, and then they show all these like hardcore, like badass cops who are strictly assigned to counterfeit makeup. <laughs> like, wow, like these I really am... like buff badass dudes who are like, I'm from the, I'm in the counterfeit, and they all know exactly what <laughs> Kylie lip kits are supposed to look like and what like Huda Beauty is supposed to look like. It's like all these like buff guys being like, so if you see like this is actually the Nars orgasm blush, and oh over here God. you got a clear knockoff. <laughs> it's so good, Alyssa. <laughs> okay, I think I've I've seen like a preview for this, you know, as, like recommended to me, and I was like, look, I don't want to feel bad about where my avocados come from, so I'm not gonna watch this. But that sounds amazing. I definitely will watch that. And I, um, years ago, was like, I'm not buying any more beauty stuff from Amazon because it seems like it's all fucking fake, even if it's packaged exactly the same. Exactly. brings me so much peace. Everyone buy your stuff from Sephora or somewhere else. Yeah, you got to get it direct. Because even Amazon was like, they're just going to sell whatever to make themselves money. Yeah, they don't care. And they use the counterfeit products, use those um, review robots that go and leave reviews so it looks legit. Oh, my God. So you we, can't even believe the reviews anymore. It's we crazy. live in hell. We live we in a, do. We a live simulation in hell. from a robot <laughs> that doesn't care about human life. No, who got bored and wants to fuck shit up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about some of the episodes. We. Oh, wait. I wanted to say one more thing. Sorry. Update. <laughs> quick update on Peter Weber. Oh, Peter yeah. Weber uh, microblading his scar, which I think is very funny, uh, to try and get it to heal better. Oh, um, my God. Turned his Instagram comments off. Posting pictures with himself, dancing with his mom in the living room at his home in Westlake Village, which I think is maybe the darkest Instagram video I've seen all week. Like, what in what what world are you, Peter Weber, and you think, I'm going to post a video of me dancing with my mom? <laughs> I don't know. In like, today's climate? You're not even going to give mom? us a break. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Turn obviously now i would be like all right mom you gotta fucking get off the internet yeah in no world am i peter weber and i'm like in fact i'm gonna advertise how fucking weird our relationship is and i'm and i know it's gonna be bad that's why i'm turning the comments off but i really want to share that i'm dancing with you i just have a deep love for my mom that's Ugh. like really what it is <laughs> i it's don't know so bizarre it's really it's disturbing i you know i don't recommend anyway okay <laughs> uh real houses of atlanta what's mm-hmm. up what's going on i wanted to ask you if you think that there is a world so in this episode of real housewives of atlanta they're in greece and they are like let's sit down and have a ruins party right like, pun intended let's build the ruins of our relationship back up and they want all the girls to sit in a circle all the women to sit in a circle and like tackle their issues do you think that that's ever a good idea no. <laughs> right? Um, and I especially didn't think it was a good idea to have, like, them imitate Kenya and Nini's fight. Like, in what world is that not just the producers trying to stir shit up, you know? Right. Like, those two women don't have a good sense of humor about that shit. No. Just, I also am kind of like, can we stop setting up the housewives to air their issues? Can we just have them do stuff where they naturally end up fighting with each other? Like, I don't want to watch them 
sit in a circle and just like one by one criticize everybody exactly the best the best confrontations and blowouts and even makeups have been over like natural casual i mean they're also set up but meals yeah like a meal even feels <laughs> a less shopping set up trip me, it does yeah. yeah this was just like let's all sit in a circle let's and talk sit and i was on like these folding pool chairs and it's just like who i, I don't yeah it doesn't I, it doesn't feel like a way anyone would ever really interact with each other unless they were like set up on a show to do it i do enjoy watching candy try to trade ch- excuse me chase all the grease cats away from the food <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knew there were so many cats in greece so many Yikes. cats in greece not afraid of humans love food no they, yeah they were that. wild that's like when we went to cuba last year there was dogs everywhere and Aww. they're so friendly and cute because that's how they have to be in order to survive oh, and, no. and it was wild and every i would it was so hard not to like pet them and touch them oh <laughs> yeah but they I, I don't think i would feel the same way with cats i would be like get the fuck away from me yeah that's true i Too just think it's funny that they're like these cats they love the french fries yeah <laughs> um yeah no i don't uh i'm i don't like how it seems like they're being asked to direct i uh, maybe it's that they don't they're they're so divided that they won't actually naturally hang out with each other anymore so mm. the producers have sort of no choice but to put them in these situations but uh, I don't feel like it's working that well, and I'm not and that entertained by it, to be honest Maybe we with you. saw a little bit of it when Nini went to leave, and one of the producers was like, you can't leave. Yeah. I think that kind of proves your point of, like, they're just kind of pu- pushing them all in a corner, and they're like, please, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a fight. Uh, um, what do we think? So Vanderpump, I feel like, is ramping up to some good shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I So similarly, I don't appreciate all this, like, manufactured silliness that they're trying to do like dag's funeral was like way too much time of the episode Mm, and mm. like the jack's powerpoint like i don't like any of that stuff it's so stupid it makes me so mad at the show i do like however la la straight up pulling the rug out from under raquel with the whole james bisexual stuff oh yeah okay also my favorite quote of the whole episode is Lala saying, my time is so precious. <laughs> I would not waste it on a true idiot. And, and then, then Raquel pauses and goes, that means so much to me. <laughs> 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 like I was like, oh, she's going to fight with her. No, no, she is an idiot. That means so <laughs> much to me. My time is precious. I wouldn't waste it on a true idiot. Should I get that tattooed on my body? I think that's unbelievable i think that's the new it's all happening yeah (laughs) it is (laughs) um but so this is interesting to me because obviously like a couple seasons ago there were rumors that logan and james were hooking up and then logan told britney's sister that he you know they'd basically been dating and then he called logan on the phone and put him on speakerphone and logan apologized and said that wasn't true well if you uh, are plugged into the Vanderpump universe outside of the show, uh, maybe some of you have heard this podcast where Logan went on and basically said he and James were dating for four years. <sighs> um, James's mom basically turned to Logan and said, you'll never truly be with my son because I'm going to have grandchildren, which is a terrible, terrible thing to say to your kid. Agreed. Um And he essentially said that they had an agreement that as long as uh, Logan could be with other guys and James could date women, they would be their only, like, male-male relationship in their lives. Hmm. Um, Or, sorry, I guess Logan was allowed to date other guys. But, like, he was the only guy that James was dating and James could do whatever he wanted with other women. And then Logan basically just straight up says that Raquel is, like, a fan who agreed to be his beard, which is insane. I mean, she is a pretty good beard. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I also think Logan, you know, there's a lot of motives to do something like that, so I don't think we'll ever quite know exactly what the truth is. Um, But I don't think it's, completely untrue yeah it's certainly (laughs) not what james is presenting and that answers a lot of questions for me in terms of like the james and raquel relationship i think that's really fascinating and i think there's probably a lot of truth to that 
And I think it was pretty... So I was a little... Look, this is a shitty thing to say, but, you know, we want the drama, and people being drunk equals drama usually. So I was a little worried that La La was going to be a little bit too sober to continue contributing to the show. Happy for her sobriety, for sure. I just want Mm -hmm. the show to be, like, exciting, you know? And the fact that she, like, went out of her way to mend things with Raquel so that they could continue having scenes together and then basically just like sucker punched her being yep. like well yeah well when logan and james were together and raquel like did not know what to do well probably because raquel is pissed that that came up on camera yeah like whether or not so the, the two options are it's something that raquel really doesn't believe and she's actually dating james and that would make you so mad or she is bearding and she's like you're fucking breaking the rules by bringing this up in front of and I have to deny it yeah which would suck even worse I think to be burdened with having to like lie and act and be overwhelmed when I don't think all of the lights are on in Raquel anyway you know no it's it's so interesting to me that like so many of these characters on this show so they work in West Hollywood which is a gay neighborhood it's like that's where we have pride that's like where all the gay bars are like it's it's a like it's a unique symbol in Los Angeles of being out and proud, right? So, mm-hmm. and then Kristen Doty and like Brittany and other people have on on the show have been, you know, sort of accused of hooking up with people of the same sex, and then they deny it for different reasons. And I'm just, I've always been like, why don't we have more gay characters on this show? <laughs> like, yeah. and then you know, Ariana is bisexual, Dana is bisexual. This is like the first time that we've really spoken about this. I'm like, why can't James just I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not trying to out anybody. I just think it's very interesting that this whole thing continues to be kept under wraps when Logan is just basically outing him, you know? I don't know. It's complicated. I kind of wish James was comfortable enough to just be like, yeah, I'm with Raquel now, but, like, I'm also attracted to both sexes, you know? We would love you, James. We would love you. you I would like him a lot more. Don't worry. No one's going to be upset about that. (laughs) One more pro Lala moment that was very exciting for me personally is I have always been a big fan of just some cheap ass forever 21 H&M clothing uh-huh. and then moving to LA there's a lot of pressure to be wearing things that are very expensive and yeah. like and they're generally better made I totally get that and I think that there is I love the, I'm learning to love the world of fashion a lot more but it's sometimes discouraging when every time you see something that's like really cute and amazing, it's so fucking expensive. And I'm like, well, am I not? Am I like not allowed to wear a Forever 21 dress? <laughs> that black and white dress that Lala is wearing at Vanderpump Dogs uh-huh. is a Forever 21 fit and flare spring dress for like 1999 oh my from God. like last year. So it was so I like had to Google it because I thought it was so cute. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I want this. And I was expecting it to be like 100, 200 bucks. And it was fucking 20 dollars. And it sold out because it was old. It was from like a year and a half ago. Wow. So it, may, it was like a nice moment in a world where I'm feeling like very overwhelmed and very like it's kind of a daunting thing, both financially and just like peer pressure wise, like how you want to look and present yourself. And Lala's amazing at being like yeah I have all the resources in the world but I'm still gonna rock this forever 21 dress I love she's probably that. wearing it because she's like scooping up dog poop at the Vanderpump <laughs> but I still was very happy to I was like you know what you can if you rock it you could still be a girl on the budget and look cute Honestly, Forever 21, I know they're kind of like going broke because fashion has sort of changed, but yeah. their website is looking really good recently. And they yeah, have some Yeah, because that's cute all they stuff. can do. Yeah. And they do. And I think it's like, you know, I don't want to be completely shamed out of uh, my little $20 fit and flare dresses yeah I think that's great um also I'd like to say both Lala and Katie had Tiger King moments with their wardrobe in this yes episode. with like Especially bandanas Katie. around their heads and yeah Katie was wearing like full animal print to the extra party right and like a crimped hair I'm like I think Katie could be the the ruler of all the women in Doc Antle's you know cult <laughs> in Tiger How King savage was the cut when she was like 
I am really busy. <laughs> and the editors just like pulled together a bunch of clips. Just like a super mashup of her like laying on a yeah. couch and sighing and like trying to knit, but then giving up. It was so great. So, so good. Bitch, she you does don't nothing. do anything. Don't pretend like you do. She does nothing but be awful. I'm so excited to see Schwartz be like, this is why I don't fuck you next week. Yeah. <laughs> next week, like you said, we're ramping up for like some classic yeah. Vanderpump. We got Lala Pudding, Raquel in her place. We have Tom yelling at Katie I like just a good old-fashioned it looks like house party Stasi's about I'm to fly off it. the fucking handle she's yes. like Kristen's like oh my sister is my best friend she's like no we're not your best friends or your sisters so I'm like oh, yeah no. this is tough but this is what we're here for you know I'm not here for the dog fucking Mondrian hotel funeral <laughs> for a lizard that lived for two and a half weeks like that's not what the show's about let's refocus no. get back on track um yeah and All then right. next week is going to be so big. We got new shows premiering. It's very yes. exciting. Thank goodness. Roni. We'll be here to watch them. <laughs> yeah. We um, will be here to watch it. I have not my, you know, not that I normally have a bedtime, but there's usually like a motivation to go to bed at a certain hour so I can like get up the next day and, you know, go to meetings or meet deadlines or whatever it is. And that's just become irrelevant. And I'm just like looking at joggers on Nordstrom.com until like <laughs> two in the morning. I, know. I, I have looked at every single dress on Revolve and yeah. they have like 4,000 dresses. Are you? I haven't, I haven't bought a single one, Me but I just will lay with my phone two inches from my face and just scroll. I'm like, what am I buying it for? I don't even know when we're going to be able to go outside ever again. Yeah, and like wear clothes. Although so, joggers seem like a smart move. Yeah, that's finally I found like a good pair for a good price and I'm very excited about it because I feel like I need <laughs> a little bit more than like a pajama dress code, but I I can't bring myself to like buy anything else because I'm like, this is just a fucking waste at this point, you know? Yeah, like um, yeah, where are we going to, what is even going to be in fashion when we get to come out of our little Reemerge from society, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That's a great question. Let's let's keep track of that. I love yeah. I love that question. Um, all right. Do you want to uh, uh, tee up our interview for today? Oh, I guess I'll tee it up. We have an exciting interview that I am really jazzed about. And what's funny is he's a little nervous about it. We Aww. have it's very cute. Uh, our guest this week is Tony Ascenda, who is a amazing writer and director. You know him from American Vandal and from all of my embarrassing stories of me putting him on blast. And he's my boyfriend, my roommate, my quarantine. And he walks us through his journey watching uh, VH1's The Pickup Artist. Uh, and if you haven't heard of that, good. Uh, but buckle up. <laughs> it is quite a journey. Uh, and I am very, it's very funny. It's its such a, I, I'm happy that this episode is coming out now too because then people who are like us and are all caught up on all of your shows that are on TV can now go on YouTube and try to find clips from VH1's The Pickup Artist and have a good laugh. It's a show from a time when we thought the worst thing that would happen to our country in our lifetime was the Great Recession, and we couldn't have been more wrong. Could not so. have been more wrong. Um, so yeah, buckle up and uh, learn how to pick up some chicks with uh, us and Tony Ascenda. Yeah. <laughs> So we've come up with something called the freeze-out for Kino Escalation, for compliance ladders. And here's what happens. Instead of my touching her back, I'll take her hand and say, and put it on my, uh, on my uh, elbow here, on my arm, and I'll let go and say, that's all you get. Here, give me your hand. Very nice. Okay, that's all you get for now. All right, let's just have a conversation. By doing that, when I let go, she's more apt to keep it there because now there's value to it. That's all you get. If, it's a little, if she feels a little creeped out, she's touching me now. Remember, I'm requesting compliance. That's all I'm doing. Is she complying to my request to put her hand here? Awesome. Good. I'll just leave it there for now if it's all good. If her hand's up, if she's holding it lightly, I could then turn to her and say, can you cook? No? Well, get off me. Okay. Today, we've got... A very special guest. <laughs> she's blushing, you guys. I'm blushing. Um, we've heard a lot about him. Drum roll, please. It's my very own boyfriend, Fredo's dad, Tony Yacenda. Woo! Woo! 
It's a pleasure to be on the pod. A pleasure to be on the pod. <laughs> it's about time, right? I, I think so. I think that you're <laughs> due. And you are here to talk about uh, a pretty exciting and highly problematic show mm-hmm. that I'm ashamed to say that you've yes, watched a yes. lot of in your time. But it's like a rite of passage, you know? Like, you have to watch this kind of reality TV to understand how badly women used to be treated not that long ago, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, let's rewind to, okay. to 2007. Okay. Right? And we just, uh, we got cable. We were splitting one Comcast cable box between eight of us mm-hmm. my freshman year of, I guess it was a sophomore year of college. guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> Point is, we wanted to put some real trash TV mm-hmm. on our DVR. Mm. So, started with... Uh, what was that? Sh- Moment of Truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We watched, we watched that. Yeah. That the other night. It's right? like people ruining their life to win like how much? A million? Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah they're dollars. like, have you fucked other people since you got married? And like their husband's sitting right there. And if they answer truthfully, then they get the money, basically. Yeah. Appalling yeah. television. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was good stuff. <laughs> and then the other one was uh, was the pickup artist. Yes. And uh I realize now that I'm adding so many caveats of why I watch the show, <laughs> which is, Guys. has anybody on your show ever added this many caveats before defending um, the television they watch? Yes. Somebody w- talked a lot about murder on our show, and then he felt like he was ruining it, so he tried to like backtrack and apologize. But you know what? I'm just going to disclaimer and say Tony's an excellent, excellent <laughs> guy, and th- his interest in the pickup artist does not reflect the, the person he is, and he watches it much in the vein that we watch most of these shows it's like so shocking that it's funny because this is like an insane idea for a show or you can look at it as tony watched the pickup artist and years later landed the best girl in the world that's true too and so it seems like is this just a big advertisement for the pickup artist (laughs) yeah taylor mishak baby Um, okay, so do you want to explain to, I think, probably a majority of people who are listening who've never seen this show? God, let's hope. What yeah, the pickup so artist is. It is, uh, they take maybe a dozen, a dozen, let's say, of the most helpless, uh, kind of socially awkward mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. usually in their 20s, mm-hmm. Um, almost all virgins um, who are completely ill-equipped to... You might describe them as like an incel before they were incels. Right. Like, which, you know, I don't know if that's how they yeah. feel, but like, that's basically what we're looking at. The, the hopeful incel. Yeah. The one who... Before they turned on all women. <laughs> right, exactly. Before they found those dark internet forums. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're... It, it, it's... To call it a self-help show <laughs> is a lie, I right. guess you could say. But the guy who's going to turn this all around is a man who goes by mystery. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's going to teach these guys how to pick up women. Mm-hmm. And what does mystery look like, I was Tony? just going to ask you. <laughs> no. I feel like one of you could describe mystery better than me. Mystery wears... A lot of leather, mostly black. <laughs> he wears a lot of like fuzzy pimp cowboy hats with like uh, snowboarding goggles on them. Very like steampunk yes. meets Ed Hardy. Meets Chris Angel. Meets, yeah, like a bad magician, like a magician. at like a cheap carnival like on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, or like when magicians were trying to be like sexy for a second and like everyone was <laughs> floating over the Luxor in Vegas. Yeah, it's like a lot like lots that. of under eyeliner, yeah. a soul patch. Also, it looks like this is very mean, but it looks like his body is gross. <laughs> yeah, his hair is also really gross. Like his he takes his hat so off at gross. one point and his hair is just like brushed so hard down to his head and like it's parted in the middle and he has a really long ponytail that's like sectioned into many different pieces like you need some volume in your hair mystery he looks so gross. he's horrendous he's like the opposite of a guy that you would enjoy talking to in a public space yeah he also has like a that like soul patch piercing right like that silver like ball right under his lip and his i don't know what that's called yeah it's disgusting it shouldn't have a name because it shouldn't be 
a thing. So but he's I coaching that, these guys. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think the show proves uh, that you are both wrong. Okay. That he is... <laughs> He is the epitome of attraction to right. all women. Right. We and that is just the premise of the show mm-hmm. is that he is the coolest, smoothest guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ladies don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> sexy magician vibes is what we should all be aspiring, <laughs> aspiring to. Aspiring to. And it's how I got you, Taylor. Yep. Wow. I guess. Wow. Yeah. wow. No, it is. It, you watch it and you're just incredulous to... I mean, I enjoy how much these guys idolize him yeah to me that's the humor in the show is everything he says is like the it's tough to imagine anything douchier than Mm -hmm. the stuff that comes out of this guy's mouth Mm -hmm. and then which in itself isn't that fun to watch but like the reaction shots of these guys just reveling in in every word that he says yeah mystery He's so cool. <laughs> Do you know? So, so you showed us the first episode of season two. Uh-huh. Um, because so we couldn't find. Because we couldn't one. find season one because hopefully it's like burned. Um, <laughs> but do you know anything about like there was some confusion for us. We were doing some research about whether or not this is the guy who wrote the book, The Pickup Artist, which it's not the game. The game. Um, and it's not. That's a separate person. Uh-huh. Um, and so mystery how did he like kind of garner this attention yeah, and gain this reputation before the show started? It was, it was just the show. I, mean, I, I don't know. I think it's the show because the guys in this episode that we watched were like, Oh my God, I can't wait to meet mystery. Like my life is going to change. He had like so much power and celebrity over them. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if there was anything other than season one, you, know you can't find season one. And, uh, <laughs> it's tough for me to remember because it was so long in right. 2007 if there was the same reverence for mystery in season one mm-hmm. or if this was just a reaction to what they saw right. from season one and like, isn't it cool? Like they watched VH1's terrible reality show, The Pickup Artist, and their takeaway was somehow, I need to get on this show. Yeah, I need to get on this. Tell Which, us more about you and your roommates watching it. Who were you watching it with? How were you digesting all this information? And what did you put into practice <laughs> in Boston in 2007? Well, all right. I think there's, you talk about how much times have changed since 2007, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you look back, you're like, yeah, that show could never exist today. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go back to 2007, it, it still didn't belong on the air. <laughs> like we, nothing, nothing had changed that much. At the time, we knew this yeah. is insane yeah. that this is on television. <laughs> and then I think one of the funniest things, uh, w- when we were watching it the yeah. other night, one of the funniest things was your reaction to like, wait, they vote people off? Like, yeah. this is <laughs> so, so insane because there is a version of this show yeah. that's like maybe a little bit less repulsive, mm-hmm. where it's like you are rewarding people for coming out of their show right. and like self confidence. Yeah. Um, and like we you were brought kind of up saying, Queer Eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- we were kind of saying that, like, I see how they thought before Queer Eye existed in its current form, that maybe this was like a Queer Eye for guys who like didn't know how to date. Exactly. You know, because you feel very bad for them. But imagine Queer Eye if like at the end, like Tan and Jonathan and Karamo and Anthony were like, "Mm, we just don't think he nailed the avocado salad. So he's like out of here this week or whatever. It's just like, what is the purpose of that? You didn't nail the avocado salad. So you're always going to be a loser. You're never going to get (laughs) laid. You're just not ready for this. You will never be a pickup artist. Might I also add, it was interesting to watch this episode at the very they did the makeovers which we should talk about separately they do the makeovers for the initial pack of like 12 guys and then at the very end they're having a bad cheap barbecue mystery shows up and he's like i just want you all to know i've been observing all of you and one of you i don't think you're ready and it's post this makeover where they've made them throw things away where they've dyed their hair given them ridiculous clothes given them face piercings and he kicks <laughs> one guy off. He kicks him off. And everyone, all of the contestants have, like, their name. And then under where you would normally see, like, their job yeah. and age, it has, like, a sad descriptor about, like, why they need Mystery's help. Mm-hmm. And this contestant, his was 
everyone thinks he's gay. Yeah. And we looked it up. And he is out and proud Woo! and has a small business <laughs> and he is amazing and he's incredibly stylish and he's very handsome. But it's so it's like so backwards and fucked up that this guy was on this show is his, the point of his character as a contestant was like, girls think I'm gay and that's that sucks. Yeah. And then uh, that mystery come on and be like, you're not ready for this yeah. show. In a way, he was right. <laughs> he like <laughs> ripped into him about he's like, you don't have what it takes. I don't feel the passion from you. And it's like, yeah, because he's fucking into dudes. He's <laughs> into dudes. And his challenge was to put him in this horrible, horrible hetero bar. Yeah. And he didn't talk to anybody. In fucking well, Phoenix, by the way. Yeah, yeah. in Arizona. If he likes dudes, he's never going to get laid with girls. Yeah, I so mean, I saw, guess mystery was be, totally right. He'll never be mystery. <laughs> and but the reason I brought makeover. that up, I wasn't dodging your question of like how I watched it right. with with my roommates as as much as it is like I think we put on a bunch of like terrible VH1 pilots and mm -hmm. stuff, but it was like the premise of the show was like, all right, you're going to talk to losers and try to get them to talk to girls. That could be a bunch of different things, but it's not until you realize that it's like the douchiest imaginable version of that show mm -hmm. that I think it caught on for there was like uh five of us that would watch it every night and like our you know i didn't have a girlfriend but the girl <laughs> and the girlfriends and we would watch this and moment of truth and uh that was that was the main takeaway where you would go oh my god they are committing so hard and they're so unironic about like the terms they use and it was like a real how-to in in a way that like is the anti the the anti uh, queer eye right. as you would say. Can you walk us through some of those terms? Um, well, we were watching it the other night. They talk about the. You're trying to Starting pretend like you don't remember them all verbatim. No, we know, we <laughs> all know negative. You're like, uh, yeah, because we watched it the other night. It actually jogged my memory. Have but, you uh, ever no, we tried all, to we neg all know somebody, negging. Tony? We all know. I've, I've remembered they would talk about uh, like DHVs, oh like no, higher value, demonstration of higher value. Oh no. Demonstration of higher value. Yeah. So <gasps> that's what you want to do. You want to be like, you're negging them to be like, I don't, you know, I don't need this. What? Oh uh, my god! For <laughs> someone who doesn't know what nagging is, will you do like nagging is putting somebody like down in like a teasing way? Yeah, right. Like uh, it's like when you go up to someone and you basically try to make them feel dumb and out of their element, so they'll feel insecure enough to want your approval. Right. Like if you go, yeah. to, like if you be like, "Oh, is that like a new shirt? Did you think that this was like an important night? Like yeah. you went shopping for this? Like that's cute. Like you're just in like this cute new outfit, I guess. Yeah, I and like, then it's more of an like. I think they want what is to nagging then? Th it's like, uh, I love that dress. I just saw another girl wearing the same exact one. It's so cute. Like, uh, oh. so it's like a yeah. double or oh. like, I love that dress. It looks so comfortable. Like, uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a passive aggressive thing that a like a mother in law would say to you. OK, wow. <laughs> I didn't fully understand negging until just now. Got it. Wow. Then I've been negged a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's fun when you recognize it's happening. You're just like, um, do you really think this is the first time I've heard of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. It's crazy. Have you ever tried to neg somebody before? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about negging. Yeah. That I've like, uh, <laughs> we've had conversations. Taylor hates when people say, I don't know how to talk to girls. Yeah, I hate that. Because that implies that there's like a different way. Mm -hmm. That there's that we're like speaking a different language yeah. like, oh, I don't know how to talk. You talk to them like they're fucking human beings mm -hmm. because they are. And I think that's so spot on. So like negging, there's some truth to negging in a more honest way that has like real value where if I'm talking to like my guy friends, mm -hmm. all we're doing is busting balls. Right. And like I do think generally people don't find it attractive if you're just like, please like me, please like right. me, and just like purely complimenting. If, you know, a real relationship with any gender is two people who mm -hmm. are in it voluntarily and it's not one person just purely trying to do whatever they can to win the affection of the right. other. So kind of teasing and busting balls is uh, goes with the territory of, but it's like they're backing into it through yeah dishonest means we're like queer eye would come out and they would be like be more confident in yourself dress better yeah. and they would like 
want to develop a full person so that they can conduct themselves in conversations mm -hmm. where they can be comfortable enough to have this sort of open banter. Yeah, I also f I think what is tough about negging is that I totally agree with you. Um, but especially like when I was younger and I, w if someone would come up and do that to me, then I would like start busting their balls back. And it's not a, an attractive quality to a lot of guys to have a girl busting your balls. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's like the guys I hang out with. And like, certainly Mike is not like that, but there is a version where they're like, why are you being such a bitch all of a sudden? And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were joking back and forth yeah. kind of thing. You yeah. know, I've um, had a boy tell me that I was too mean and too yeah, cool. Yeah. And I was like, actually that was hilarious. What I've been I just told I'm did. aggressive a lot like it's just yeah, like they fucking just can't take it and I think that's why <laughs> if you're gonna go neg somebody and it's like in good faith which I think if it's in good faith it probably isn't quite negging but then you got to be prepared for someone to like mentally be at the same acumen as you you know and like yeah. come back and, and have a conversation then well it's clearly not in good faith the way they're they're talking about it on the pickup artist right. because it's like here are the the shortcut side tricks mm -hmm. so it's coming just inherently from a dishonest place i was what's an analogy like uh it like if somebody wants to be a professional basketball player mm -hmm. and then you have the mystery version uh <laughs> trying to explain it to him he'd be like all right what you got to do is try to date a kardashian right. and only wear one brand of shoe right. and like follow house of highlights on instagram yeah. and comment on <laughs> donovan mitchell stuff. yeah and like <laughs> stuff that nba players do but you're like no they're only doing that because yeah. they have this baseline yeah. of talent and they're like well-rounded mm -hmm. basketball players mm -hmm. so the idea but so that's what mystery is doing is he's coming in and he's just like looking at these guys with like very deep-seated self-doubt right and confidence issues and he's like how about you wear a fedora and get a <laughs> eyebrow piercing and and make women feel insecure about themselves yeah then you can get laid and yeah you're, like, you're not you're uh, just doing it all wrong it's yeah so, so he, that and the fedora thing that's um to bring up another term, peacocking, correct? Yeah. And peacocking is like wearing... He he says that accessories, as many accessories as you can, because their only purpose is to be sexual. Yeah. Right? Like he oh, takes yeah. off like 20 <laughs> rings on his hand and, and he's like, why do I wear this? I don't need it. But it's... Like, and he's wearing like a rhinestone heart ring. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. He, goes, <laughs> and then he goes, when he's going to hit on girls in the bar, he takes off all of those ridiculous rings and he's like, look, I'm going to do it with no crutches. Yeah. 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 He's like, I don't even need this. He takes off his hat with like goggles on it. And he's yeah. like, I could just do this myself. Part of the nagging too, I think was demonstrated. He goes into the bar and we're watching him like flirt with girls on this hidden camera and they show him talking to a girl and she's like, do you want to come meet my friends? And he's like, uh, am I going to like them? And then she's like, yeah, for sure. They're great. Yeah, it's and it's like, are like you serious? If a guy was like, am I going to like them? I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> what do you mean? You are know. you going to like them? You're, I would just be like, no, thanks for the drink. And like, walk yeah, away. yeah. Oh, bye. I think the point of nagging is like, rather than you trying to prove yourself to the girl, you're trying to make the girl prove herself to you. Yeah, like you're exactly. turning the tables on her, yeah. basically. And really the good advice and the true advice is you shouldn't be just trying to prove yourself to the girl. Right. It should be a completely 50-50 thing where you're like kind of feeling each other out. And, you know, there's a world like it's very weird that uh, anybody who couldn't take the ribbing back, like you said. Yeah. Know, it's like, why are you being a bitch all of a sudden? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. Maybe that was a productive conversation because you were able to uh, suss you were out, able to suss out yeah. that like, hey, we are not compatible yeah, together. For sure. Uh, um, what do you think about the way women are like viewed and and treated as on the show, like sort of as a whole? You talk about women being portrayed as objects mm -hmm. in a lot of shows or movies, but it's never. <laughs> It's never been as fully realized <laughs> as, as this one right here. Because the calm object, I don't even know. There's never any uh, sort of like, hey, find out what she's interested in. Mm -hmm. See if you guys have common common interests here or get to know her in this way. Mm -hmm. It's they, they don't even refer to the women 
uh, as anything often. They'll yeah. just go, he's opening up a, a one set. He's opening up a set. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. So it's like a set is like you open a set is like starting. That's like starting a conversation. With yeah. A girl. Yeah. You call it opening a set and closing a set. And they will like analyze a conversation and not even mention anything about the girl at all. We were talking about Tony like watching this show in college and the things that came up from it. There is like a tip that he gives in one of the challenges that's like you should approach a group of girls with a question that engages them like hey my friends are uh, my friends oh are my talking God. can you settle a bet Fucking uh, someone has done that to me at the gaslight in Santa Monica and they didn't have any friends there and I was like no. this is weird and you're a murderer what? like <laughs> no you, if you say your friends are doing something you better have some fucking friends to back uh, it up sorry keep going no <laughs> I've had well I've had the same exact on two different occasions I, ha- I was sitting with a group of girls and a guy walked up to us and was like okay hey, can you guys name the seventh C <gasps> That's from this show. Someone asked me that question when I was in college at the Edison. Alyssa. Oh, my God. They learned it from the pickup artist. This goddamn show. This is like, I I feel like dudes... They watch different stuff than us, and then they <laughs> they memorize the lines, and then they act like they came up with it. And then years later, when you're a grown woman, you find out that this didn't actually come from some yeah. dude's mind. Well, once it happened the that second time to me, I was like, what? Uh, this must just like be a thing, and it's like a pickup tool, and it's like, okay. Yeah. And the first time, the first time my friends and I were like, no. Like, we honestly, like, don't know. Like, we kind of took it seriously and we're like, we're not going to like. And then the second time, we were very annoyed and very fucking over it. Um, have you, Tony, do you have like a, a, a good pickup line that you either have <laughs> or haven't learned from this show? This is a trap because Taylor's going to get mad at you <laughs> if you didn't use it on her. <laughs> no, I won't. Tony and I met working together, so Tony never actually pursued me in any way. Okay, I've that's been nice. I'm in a full. This is my third year of pursuing Tony Ascenda, and it's working. So, yeah, how did I, I opened my first set with you? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about your role in a music video. Yeah, so yeah, it's this not is true. Super organic, mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. But seamless way in. Rumor has it I'm not the first person you've dated yeah. or flirted with. <laughs> but did you learn, especially like in college, like you're getting hot, you're becoming a man, your 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 self confidence <laughs> is growing, you're out at a bar, you're there with Matt McManus. Um, I certainly never anything from the the pickup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, I don't there was uh. One time, I've I've used one line two times that has worked. <laughs> okay. Um, it's both both times, and it was completely genuine. But I'm out with a buddy, mm-hmm. and then I go to the bathroom, and then I come back, and my buddy's talking to a girl, mm-hmm. and I don't want to interrupt him, and I don't want to just stand there. So then I started talking to a girl. I'm like, Hey, can I? Do you mind if I talk to you for a bit? Yeah. I don't want to like just stare at my phone and my buddies talking to this girl over here. And uh, so that that's the closest thing I've had. I've but that's I like have to align because that's I did it once and it worked, and then I did it again and I felt a little gross, like well, <laughs> like in. purposely doing it. Yeah, yeah. I well, it probably felt gross because she wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. like you were probably like this feels just like wrong and like wrong and i didn't know why at the time and you don't know why yeah yeah i'm like there's something there's something missing five years from now i will be (laughs) unhappy that i had this conversation yeah i think so and that's fine i really think that all you have to do especially in this day and age of like you know people are just messaging each other and you never know if you're actually going to be face to face if you go up to a girl in a bar and you very nice to say hey can i buy you and your friend a drink I'm sold. I'm going to talk to you for a good <laughs> amount of time, at least until I finish my drink. Thank you so much. That was a very nice offer, and that's all you have to do. The fact that you guys have both heard the seventh C yeah. one yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I was going to really say nuts. it, but I couldn't. This is going to make me sound like a fucking idiot. I couldn't remember <laughs> if there were six or seven C's. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, that is really wild. It's yeah. funny, too, you bring that up. Like, I think it's tough. 
uh, I I don't envy. I think it's a lot easier to be a man. Let's just say that. But I don't envy the the like having to approach people right. at a bar and like kind of all the onus is on you and like. Um, I could imagine hearing that and being like, oh, all all Alyssa wants is for me to come up and like offer her a drink. But would it not be weird to kind of like talk to her a little bit first and try to like put feelers out? And I have also been in situations where I'm at a bar and I'm out and like the guy will first just kind of like sidle up to you and be like, hey, cool, cool spot. Right. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then, you're, and then I'm kind of like, well, I don't know what your goal. Are you trying to buy me a drink or are you just trying to? talk to me or like what's it yeah it's like no matter it's kind of like you're damned if you do you damned if you don't yeah and and i i can also imagine a situation where a guy coming up being like hey can i buy you a drink i'd be like wow geez i've also said like oh no thank you i'm i'm all set thanks though like yeah you know I, i just look we live in a world where uh, men can destroy you. <laughs> yeah. So I do empathize with the idea that it's very hard to approach a random girl and not seem menacing. Dude, you know? It's wonderful <laughs> to hear a little bit of empathy yeah. for these guys. Like, it is tough to approach a girl. Yeah. And then Especially these like the sweet nerdy guys that they have on the show. I know. I They're know. so sweet and I like I do really feel for them. And yeah. I, like, uh, I want and I want them to have self confidence and I want them to go find their person. And I don't want them to listen so to mystery. <laughs> and so I also can, don't yeah, want them exactly. to hate women. Like you don't all, want them to like agree hate that girls. There is, there is something tough about like oh, approaching yeah. a girl and and being being single and like it's a it's a tough terrifying thing to do. And yeah, that show is just like, no, don't listen. Of all the people, don't listen to Miss. Yeah. And I I just really also feel like that's a quick path to being like, I'm doing everything he's telling me and they're not fucking responding, exactly. you know? And what it's like, then the do? onus is on the women rather than like, hey man, like just don't listen to this crazy douchebag that's dressed in a pimp costume, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah. matrix pimp or whatever he's yeah. going yeah, he, for. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. How and about you like. Like I would eat, like to see hel- that show eat, eat healthy yeah. and then like focus on your your career and work relationships and yes. develop some confidence there and then like talk about your interests find someone who likes the same things as you yeah. you know Exactly. I would love to see that show with like a panel of like three women though. I think that would be interesting, you know, like if mystery was a yeah. woman instead. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be <laughs> it would be very What is the female version of that though? It'll be like like the way it's like the female version is like lie to them, tell them you're pregnant. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, what's the worst, the absolute the like nightmare worst version, version yeah. of like an evil woman telling right. like how do you manipulate men? Yeah, like, like teaching you how to fake cry. Yeah. My favorite part of your most recent rant is the part where you said that being single is hard and you didn't like being single. That's what you said, right? <laughs> Because you totally said that you didn't like being <laughs> single. So I just wanted to uh, highlight you guys, that. They yeah. love each other very much. We and love each doing other great. so much. Nobody's mad. And I'm sitting next to their dog that they own together. So I think it's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Like we're co-parent. He's I, would, I just <laughs> wish you could go on to, uh, instead of what Mystery was saying, like, guys, you should try, try to date Taylor Mishay. It's no. great. <laughs> oh, no. It's, that's the goal. No, no, no. <laughs> this is very funny. Um, oh, I wanted to ask as like a little asterisk side note to this. If we don't like it, we can edit it out. <laughs> Will you talk a little bit about you watched a recent episode of Vanderpump season two with me after Tom Sandoval uh, ruins Sheena's um, birthday party and cuts her foot. And then he <laughs> does what afterwards? Will you walk us through that very funny? You're, you had like just a funny reaction to he sent her that cell phone video. Oh. Of him crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It is. I just liked so much you you were cracking up at that and then I was watching the current season of Vanderpump and now anytime Tom Sandoval is on TV, Tony just starts laughing. Oh my god. Yeah, he is funny. I do think it's a better show than Jersey Shore, which is the only comparable show I've ever watched. I don't I still think the situation and Snooky are the best two individual mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh I, I see your love for They're just ridiculous. It's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on, Tony. Thanks for Maybe thank you so much. Maybe you can hang out sometime, all <laughs> all of us. Can uh, you name the seventh ocean? I can't. I was just thinking about it. I'm like 
that could be a fun activity for us. And I realized we wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get Mediterranean, Baltic. I think I'm done. Pacific. <laughs> Pacific. Wait, or is sea? it sea or is it Come ocean? On, Alyssa. I don't know. Guys, I don't know my bodies of water. I don't know my bodies of water either. But I am learning how to play chess, which makes me feel pretty fucking smart. (laughs) Wait, are there only seven seas? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We're going to have to do an addendum People say like the seven seas. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, o- like sail the seven seas. Sail the seven seas. But I think seas. that's the that same as oceans. Shanty? That's the same as oceans, no, right? Alyssa. Oceans and seas are different. Yes, yeah. The red sea. Like lakes the and Jewish ponds. Ones. The red sea, good. <laughs> the, the Baltic Sea. Yeah, I said that. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Black Sea. Yeah. Is that a are real we? sea? Yeah, the Black Sea. Close. Pirate so did we get? <laughs> did we get six? Uh, Adriatic, no. Mediterranean, red, black... Baltic. Baltic, we got five. We're smart. Is there maybe is the whole point of it that there is no sixth sea? In the Pacific. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> Pacific, Atlantic. Got it. There you go. That's all seven. And the superior lakes. <laughs> okay. All right. This well, is so thanks great. for coming on, Tony. Everybody go on to Netflix and watch American Vandal. Yes. If you don't have time, just go right to season two to the second to last and last episode to watch your Spoil girl. the whole thing. Spoil and the whole thing character. and just see me. <laughs> Um, but thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening and to supporting the pod and uh, going to a coffee shop when we record. That's really kind of we you. really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me, and I can't wait to hear your theme song after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, um, we just wanted to do a little tag to the episode and um, update with some accurate information. Uh, Tony was wrong. Uh, he was nagging us. The seven C's. <laughs> are um, an ancient phrase for all the world's oceans. Mm. So I actually was right. She was right. The seven oceans are the Arctic Ocean, the North Atlantic, the South Atlantic, the Indian Ocean, the North Pacific, the South Pacific, Southern or Antarctic Ocean. So there you go. And I broke up with Tony. So like totally don't even worry about it. All is right in the world. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) 